This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndiePolitics.org. At IndiePolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndiePolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We have the privilege of speaking with our good friend, Indiana State Senator John Crane. John, how's it going? I'm doing all right, Rob. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. Okay, one month basically on the job. What's it been like to be an Indiana State Senator? Well, it's uh, it's a it's a it's a good job, but it, it is very overwhelming, as you can imagine. And uh, I feel like there's a kind of a crash course PhD in a variety of different subjects. So there's a tsunami of information coming at me, and um, that's kind of par for the course. So you're trying to sift through all that as best you can. Well, let's talk about that because that's sort of one of the things I want to focus on today is you mentioned when when we sat down that you have twelve more than 1,200 bills to look at. There's no way one person in that amount of time can read this stuff. Well, I asked, I was speaking to a couple of groups this week, and I asked them, it was young people, in fact, uh, one of the groups was Youth Leadership Hendricks County, and I said, how many bills do you think, even just on the Senate side, how many bills do you think that we're looking at? And the highest estimate was about 150 to 200. And I said, on the Senate side, it's 571, and on the House side, it's 678. And so right now, because we haven't flipped those bills, um, our primary focus is just on the Senate bills. But even that, I mean, you're talking about literally hundreds of bills. And of course, not all of them are still alive. But you're trying to get through all that information as quick as you can, trying to figure out how to expedite the learning curve as best you can. And one of the things that I tell people when they offer to help and say, hey, what can I do? is basically that adage, if you see something, say something, <laughs> because that helps me kind of begin to hone in on some key issues. Good guess is Indiana State Senator John Crane. You mentioned this the other day on your Facebook page that 
this overwhelming number of bills actually caught you on something you got caught you voted wrong on a bill a bill you're going to vote differently the next time just because you didn't have the right information well and it you know one of the things that i have learned um or i'm learning i suppose is that prior to being in this particular position as a public leader i was a relatively informed uh average citizen or so i thought and I was certainly more informed, I think, than a lot of people. Um, as I've gotten inside the state house, I begin to realize um, how much I'm not as informed as I thought I was. And so there's so many issues that you're just trying to get up to speed on what is the issue itself? What are the pros? What are the cons? What is the history? Who are the key players? What are the long-term implications? And so forth. And the way that the system is set up, of course, when you're hearing a bill, uh, you have testimony for or against, depending on uh, what the issue is. And so oftentimes, if that's something that you have limited exposure to, you are dependent a lot on that testimony. Well, then that assumes whoever shows up can sway that debate. And uh, one of the things that I've often told people is there's an ancient proverb that says the first to speak up in court sounds right until the cross-examination begins. But if there's nobody there to provide the cross-examination, then you may assume you've got a good handle on the bill when in reality, upon retrospect, you realize you missed some key things. I've long thought this is a huge issue. And what really struck me was, for example, at uh, the legislative breakfasts that are held in Hendricks County each yeah. month during session, these legislators will get up there and brag in the, on the House that they're carrying 10 bills, and before you, the senators will talk about unlimited bills that they can carry. And I think, this is not a good thing. We should only have a bill forward if there needs to be something done. It seems like these guys find things to throw out there. <laughs> well, and that's, I understand that frustration, and I've felt the same thing, and... Uh, it, there's two issues there. Number one is just the larger question of how do we define need? You know, your definition of need, my definition of need might be one thing. Other folks' definition of need might be something else. And so that informs much of the debate. But to your larger point, um, there is this assumption that productivity equals carrying bills. And to a degree, I understand that. Um, but I have made a very conscious decision, right or wrong, that, uh, as people have heard me say, my, my role as I see it right now is to listen and learn and then lead. And so I'm in the listening and learning phase. And so I'm not actually carrying any bills uh, this legislative session. Good for you. Keep it up. <laughs> well, the, the idea is, it's not, I'm, it's not that I'm anti-legislation of anything, but there's just, I, I can't emphasize enough how much there is to learn. I mean, literally, you know, you're trying to figure out where the bathroom is, yeah. let alone what the big policy issues are and so forth. And so part of my approach is, it, it's kind of, uh, it's unusual the way that I've approached it. For people that know me, uh, I'm much more quiet, much more contemplative. 
in trying to pace myself and really get a sense of how the process works so that going forward then you can begin to effectively work the process. You guys in the Senate set your own rules, the House sets theirs. Do we need some sort of understanding, even if it is formal legislation, to say, man, we've got to put a cap on the amount of bills that go forward so that you guys, guys like you who actually read the stuff, can do your jobs? Well, it's interesting because I I am genuinely beginning to take some notes as, I don't know, you could call it reflections of a freshman senator. Um, In learning some of the key things about, you know, how the process works, but also trying to identify ways to make the process more efficient, more effective for the citizens. And I I think, to your point, I think there uh, certainly is some merit to have that conversation to say uh, maybe there ought to be a cap or some way in which the volume of information and the pace with which you have to try to disseminate that information can be such that the average person can get up to speed quickly and try to make as informed a decision as they can. Because, let's face it, the big issue for you guys this time is going to be now this gas tax, the road funding bill. That in and of itself could take you 16 hours a day every day to understand all the complexities, understand all the nuances, try to make changes to this very bad bill that's come out of the House. That alone could take up all your time. And then you've got these more than 1,000 other things to consider. Well, and that's one of the big ticket items, obviously. Every legislative session, there are certain what we call agenda items. So it's kind of like if we if we deal with nothing else, here's, here's some things that we want to deal with. And the road funding issue is certainly one of those. Um, obviously, it's dominating the conversation right now. Uh, one of the other ones is this pre-K um, expansion of the pre-K pilot program, which we had a, a we have a Senate bill in the Senate that deals with that, and I, that's one that I've actually um, taken some more time to really ask the hard questions and really try to get up to speed. And in fact, um, went against the grain in my education committee and voted against that. Do people give you bad, mean looks when you do things like that? No, not necessarily. Uh, People understand the process. I I think the irony is, among your colleagues, you get a little bit more grace because they understand that. And it it isn't necessarily personal. Um, Different people have different grids through which they have to make their decisions. Where I get the mean looks are, you know, the proverbial looks are on Facebook and social media if if you make a misstep and people are quick to jump on you. And uh, and so there, that's a little bit tough sometimes, but you have to have a thick skin to be in this business anyway, as you know. All right, John, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the big issue that everybody is talking about. I was on WIBC uh, last night. Uh, I I compared dot to the mob and said Brian Bosma was Frank Underwood, so I'm sure I'm persona <laughs> non grata now. But the, look, the Indiana version of a house of cards. That's huh? right. Hey. Look, this roads funding bill, to me, seems like a very lazy way out. It seems like it's going to really hurt the average uh, Hoosier. And it seems like when I try to talk to people on your side of the aisle, they don't want anything to do with it. They wish it wasn't even coming to them. What are you hearing about the uh, this road funding bill, which the Senate will presumably now take up next week now that it's passed the House? Yeah, I would say that there's a lot of angst over this and a lot of those agenda items. I mean, obviously, the big ticket items, especially if it's something that um, is not politically popular, there's always that tension, right? Um, people are trying to balance principles and politics and all those different nuances. Uh, this particular bill has, has caused a lot of conversation 
um, a lot of debate internally on how do we solve this. And here, and the challenge becomes: we know that the roads and bridges are in need. There's at some point, you know, you've got to continue to not only make repairs but make improvements for long term um, effectiveness and usage and so the challenge on that just like on any big ticket item is if we know we've got a major problem how do we solve it and so there's a lot of different ideas being batted around of course the house bill um, which I know somewhat about it's in the house so we at this point in the first half of the session you gotta go well that's in the house we're focused on the Senate and when it flips we'll take a closer how does look it, at how it how does it work on your side of the aisle because we talked to Merritt about this pretty much every week on our Capital Happenings podcast yeah do does Kenley bring you guys something do you guys ignore the house because that's pretty much what happened last year was the Senate just said oh that's nice and came up with their own version and got the governor behind him and that's really ultimately yeah. what passed well again this is this is from a very limited perspective as a guy who's been on the job for literally a matter of weeks we can't even save months yet <laughs> but uh as i've observed um the tendency in the first half of the session is to kind of focus in-house so to speak focus on the things that are coming through because there's a lot of information a lot of bills and so forth just on the senate side and the same with the house so you kind of keep a peripheral eye on generally what's happening right. there but you aren't necessarily deep into the details and so they give us updates from time to time. Um, they've also done a thing that I've, I have found very uh, valuable. We have um, kind of lightheartedly referred to it as Kinley University, where <laughs> the freshmen, there's a large crop of freshman senators. And so we sit down every week with Luke Kinley because it's a budget year and just have informational sessions on here are the different aspects of the budget. And uh, you won't find anybody... There's a, there's a handful of people that may be more informed on those kinds of things than Senator Kinley. And I, I personally have, <laughs> I described it to him this past week. They were commenting on how painful some of these topics are. I said, well, they are painful. They aren't the kinds of things that I would, you know, choose to do. Right. But they are very helpful. So that helps us get up to speed generally on, on the issues. But then it gets into the debate of how do we solve it? How do we solve it? And... That's where, you know, one of the things that I've encouraged is there has to be a look towards collaboration and commitment. Right. And, and those things have to be kind of intention. Uh, again, our guest is Indiana State Senator John Crane. We're going to take a quick break here from our underwriters. When we come back, what, have, what has he learned? I mean, as somebody who served in elected office, I will say it's the campaign is much different than the, the legislative process itself. So we'll find out what Senator Crane has learned in his first month on the job. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. 
Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 53 89 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Our guest, Indiana State Senator John Crane. Now, I'm going to ask this from experience because... uh, Campaigning is a lot of fun. I wish I could have campaigned all the time, all day, every you day. Like, every you step. like the rough and tumble I of the campaign. I love the theatrics of okay. it. You know, to me, politics is like a glorified pro wrestling. I'll never get to I be a pro it. wrestler. It was the closest <laughs> I'll ever get. But eventually, you got to get down to the brass tacks of doing the job. And it, I told the guy that I defeated some years later, I said, man, I said, you never know until you're in there. That's right. What exactly you're going through. And I said, if I had I known, I'd still been a belligerent jerk on the campaign trail, but I, I would have appreciated more what the person before me was doing. What is something that you've been taken by surprise other than, as we talked about in the first segment, just the volume of work? Yeah, which I, I expected that there would be a volume of work, which is why I made that decision to not uh, actually author any bills and just kind of get a sense of things. But there's a few things that I would allude to. Uh, one of the things that I realize is um, that the we politicians are not as bad as the citizens think we are, <laughs> but we're not as good as we think we are. <laughs> so I think there's a, a certain humility that we have to take to the job. Um and yet, as I've gotten in there, and of course, there's people that I have had some significant disagreements with and so forth. But I would say, across the board, generally speaking, the vast majority of people that are serving there are trying their best to serve. How they go about that is where a lot of the debate comes into play. Uh, it is a very difficult journey to run for office. Um, this is a unique job. It's not very often that most people have a job where 
people can you're like working in a fishbowl right everybody's watching you and critiquing every step you make well those senate chambers are like a turnstile of people coming in and out i mean i've seen it and it's it's nobody's fault but everybody wants a piece of your time you're probably in the men's restroom and somebody wants to come up and talk to you you know it's interesting um and i don't say this in a bad way it's just the nature of the business People come up to you all the time, from from obviously down at the at the chamber, but up in restaurants, even at church. I have people pulling me aside and bending my <laughs> ear on an issue. It's like, look, I just want to you know sit in the service for a bit. So take us through for a guy like you. See, for me, it was fun because it, it's interesting. People, a lot of your colleagues will come up to me and go, "That was really cool. You got to interview Trump. That would be really cool. Like if I got to work with Trump, what was like to meet Trump." And I try to tell these people. You guys would not like dealing with Trump because he throws the decorum of the process out the window. I love that. Right, right. But Senate is so based on decorum. Has that been new for you, kind of getting used to, here's how the process works. You don't speak ill of your colleagues, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. Well, it's interesting. It has taken a little bit of getting used to because, of course, as you know, kind of an average, John, you got to go through life, and there's a certain level of respect for different things. But down there, there is a certain set of rules. And those rules are law. Yeah, you abide by those. If you violate those, there are there are potential consequences. Oh, well, what, what, and that's and you're a super nice guy. But I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking to somebody, and I said I would have lasted about three seconds down there because <laughs> I'd be down there holding press conferences and staging my own rallies. And you just can't do that stuff. And a guy like you, once you get things done, you got to learn yeah. that pretty quick. Well, right? You do. And the other thing you have to learn very quickly in light of what you had said a minute ago, is with so many people coming and going, you've got to try to figure out how to efficiently use your time, which that's been part of the learning curve too. Because literally, you are going from the time you hit the door until the time you leave, which is anywhere from 8 o'clock in the morning all the way up till 6 o'clock. And literally going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. To the and next a lot thing. of it's stuff you don't even care about. I mean, not that you don't care, but it's like you have areas of interest. Right, and right. They're not things you're interested well, in. Well, and, and so that's been an interesting thing because I have areas of more passion and interest. But generally speaking, I've come to develop an interest in whatever it is people want to talk to me about because the issues that they're bringing matter. And so that, again, that's part of the educational process for me. And I've told my legislative assistant, I said, you know, obviously I don't want to get burned out, but my default starting point is to meet with as many people as I can because that helps expedite. If you're immersed in a conversation and then you have repeated conversations on an issue, after a period of time, you begin to develop some collective working knowledge there. Is it hard for you to hold your tongue? Because one of the ways I got out of meeting with the weirdos and the crazy people was I just told people what I thought, and it was exactly what I thought, and it quick, people quickly learned if you want somebody to hug you and tell you your concern is valid, if it's not, I'm not the guy to talk to. You're very nice, though. Is You're it not hard? the touch-and-feely <laughs> type. But the people just stopped coming to me unless they had something very valid that they wanted to discuss because they knew if they were an idiot, I was going to tell them they were an idiot. But yeah. Is it hard for a guy like you who is such a great guy and, and you do genuinely care about everybody and you do have the patience of Job to sit there and just say, oh, uh, yeah, okay, uh, what what do you have to talk about today? Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, maybe it's not as hard as it would be for you. It, it's not always easy um, because you're trying to balance time and you're trying to give yourself to as many people as yeah. possible without killing yourself or damaging your family, right? <laughs> Good and, luck. <laughs> yeah, and it, 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 it's a challenge. It's a challenge. But um, interestingly, I used to be a pastor back in the day, and I've discovered that there are some correlations to that. If you have a shepherd's heart, if you're trying to do this job, 
in the right way, in my opinion of the right way, uh, then you're trying to meet people's needs. And uh, we can't always meet the need, but at least you're going to give it an effort. And so there's some issues that we can tackle, and my team is great uh, at helping me get the information I need to help tackle an issue. But then there's some things where it's just like, look, there's, there's only so much we can do. What I want to be able to do is to sit down and hear where people are coming from. I think most people, generally speaking, are reasonable people. They will recognize that we can't solve any every problem. They will also recognize that as leaders, you can't please everybody all the time. That's a difficult thing because as a, you know, most politicians, they they want to try to please everybody all the time, and that is a recipe in futility. Not really. caring is a pretty uh, refreshing point to reach, <laughs> yes, John. You'll it, get there eventually. Yes, <laughs> you have a callous heart. I suppose it all gets easier. Hey, but. It, hold, hold that thought. Yeah, We're going to take a no quick problem. break. When we come back, we'll wrap up our uh, conversation with Senator John Crane. And I'm going to ask him the big question. Should lawmakers be, should it be a full-time job? They've got all this work to get done. Should they do it? We'll ask him next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall, our guest, Indiana State Senator John Crane. And, John, we will close with this today. We talked early on about uh, the workload, about the amount of stuff you guys have to get through. And right now, you guys are part-time employees. You work work 12 months, but you work down at session basically four months out of the year. Should state lawmakers be full-time employees? Well, you know, that is a really good question, Rob. And there's a case to be made for that, certainly. Um, given the volume of work, uh, <laughs> this this whole job was sold to me as a part time job. I'm discovering that. Uh, I remember talking to you a couple of years ago. Yeah, It'll be easy. Yeah, there was some truth to that. Um, the reality is, again, if if you do it right or the way I I think it should be done, you want to give your time as much as you're able, and uh, it takes time. It takes effort. Um, and so I think there's a case to be made for a full-time legislature. Now, if I had to choose, I probably would be inclined to keep it as a part-time legislative process uh, and try to figure out ways to cap it so that you can pace yourself a little more reasonably. And here's why. Because the tendency becomes, when you get elected for office, whatever it is, and especially when you're getting into the kind of upper echelon as a senator or whatever, is people begin to elevate you and put you up on a pedestal that um, I appreciate the respect. It's appropriate for the position, but it has a tendency to go to your head, and you begin to think that you're a little more important than you really are. 
And so if you're not careful, there is a temptation to believe that uh, you don't actually put your pants on the same way everybody else does. You know, you have people help you with all that, right? And so one of the things that I have found very, very valuable in the way that the current process is, is to go down to the state house to do my job while I'm down there to the best of my ability, and then come back to what I call the real world. Yeah. The average moms and pops, my friends, my, my true friends who are there for me through thick and thin, the people that I can have just everyday conversations with. So I think it's a healthy balance in being able to step out of that arena with, with some frequency. John, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for uh, sharing a few thoughts on what it's like to be a freshman senator. Well, it's my pleasure, and uh, I'm being happy to come back on and give you a few more <laughs> lessons that I've learned as we get further into the process. Thank you. Hey, don't forget if you miss any part of today's conversation, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet, totally free of charge. Go back and listen anytime you want. Just search Central Indiana Today. As always, the show presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. 
Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 53 89 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.